From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. WIA President to talk in Sydney and Perth. Hello there and welcome to WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB. The Waverley Amateur Radio Society will, at its March meeting, have a talk by the Wireless Institute of Australia's President, Phil Waite, VK2ASD. This follows his presentation in January to the Westlakes Amateur Radio Club at Newcastle on the structure and challenges ahead in a busy agenda faced by the Institute. Now, Australia's oldest continuous club, the Waverley Amateur Radio Society, will learn more and those gathered get to ask some pertinent questions. The title of Phil's talk is The WIA and Where I Think We're All Collectively Heading. The Waverley Amateur Radio Society's club rooms is at Vickery Avenue, Rose Bay, and it'll have the WIA talk March 16, and all are welcome. Meantime, the WIA president will also be among the speakers at Perth Tech 2016 to be held April 30. This one-day seminar with presentations from experts in the field requires a pre-booking, and it is limited to 50 attendees. The venue? Suburban Perth's Baywater Hotel. Perth Tech speakers also will include Phil Harmon, VK6PH, and VK5DGR David. They'll be covering topics including critically coupled antennas, Codec 2, DMR, All-Star Networks, Working Satellites, and more. See vk6.net for the booking information. Speaking of information, WIA News and Information. The Wireless Institute of Australia's website continues to be well-read. Remember, if you can't immediately find the material wanted, try the Frequently Asked Questions section or use the Search Facility. The WIA posts news releases to the website homepage, wia.org.au, and periodically are summarised and emailed to those members who have obtained a free your call sign at wia.org.au address. The WIA also continues to deliver its news via the weekly WIA broadcast on air and its text edition. These means consistently clock up around the 2,300 number, with some 800 or so actually checking in on RF. The highest usage VHF repeater carrying the news is VK5 RAD, with 77 last week, and the highest HF outlet still the VK6 40 metre station at 8am local, where Phil, VK6GX, took some 32 callbacks on 40 last Sunday. Our premier outlet for WIA news and information is still our time-honoured journal, Amateur Radio Magazine, and Barry Robinson will review the new issue a little later today right here, so don't touch that dial. Anzac 100 logs prove commemoration popular. With all known electronic logs now loaded up, Australia's state, territory and national Anzac suffix call signs were much sought after, particularly by DXs and card chasers. There were about 50 separate events in the Century of Anzac program by the WIA over eight months from April 25 to December 20, 2015. Thank you to the clubs, organisations and individuals who took part, making nearly 8,600 contacts. All logs are now on the eQSL system and registered users can claim an electronic QSL card. VI9 Anzac, the last virgin callsign prefix in the program, will be used during the WIA AGM on Norfolk Island in May 
and Felix VK4FUQ will bring us up to date on this rarity when he joins the news desk again a little later today. VK3 Homebrew Construction Group, the March meeting. Continuing to have interesting speakers each month is the Homebrew Construction Group that next meets March the 5th and will have a presentation on a vector analyzer. David, VK3IL, will talk on the topic My N2PK Vector Network Analyzer Build, charting the territory beyond the realm of the humble antenna analyzer. The latest newsletter by ENVK3LA will be emailed to subscribers this week. The Homebrew Construction Group is on Saturday, March the 5th, whereabouts? At the Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. And the time, 2 o'clock, and everybody is welcome. Where are you right now? Yes, right this second. In the car? Somewhere near Melbourne. Well, if you are in Melbourne, that's a start. Jump in the car right now and get moving to VK3's friendliest ham fest. The Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club's ham fest at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont, in Melbourne's eastern suburbs. Jack's world-famous barbecue will be running hot out the front for breakfast and the doors open this morning at 10am. Entry is only $6 with bottomless tea and coffee, snags, hamburgers, onions, bacon and egg sandwiches, cold drinks and more. ICOM Australia is showing the new IC7300 SDR HF radio. The first public display in Australia. Peter will have all his radio books. Tony will have his balance. Nick will have so many connectors you won't know which end is what. And you can bet we'll have miles of coax. Plus many, many more tables of exciting new, old and curious equipment to spark your interest. You never know what special widget you might find. So bring your trailer. For more information or directions, head to the EMDRC Club website or search VK3ER on Facebook. <laughs> or put out a call on the club's repeater, 147175VK3REC, and someone will point you in the right direction. See you at the EMDRC Hamfest. Oh, and if you're listening to this broadcast after Sunday morning, sorry, we'll see you next year. What use is an F-call? I've now been an amateur since December 2010. In the time that I've been part of this hobby, I've come to understand that a large part of the experience is to tinker. We tinker with radios, batteries, antennas, coax, connectors, mobile setups and software. We fiddle with circuits, with antenna designs, with locations, with anything and everything. Of course, the fiddling is all about improvement, or sometimes it's just about getting on air. The more you fiddle, the more you learn and the more experience you gain so there is good to be had from doing these things. Yesterday, I was at a fellow amateur where he had his radio scanning 15 metres. It was just sitting in the background, and as we finished lunch and went into the afternoon, we could hear signals picking up. Eventually, the signals became strong enough to work. I managed to add another DX country to my list with his gear, and it reminded me that fiddling is only one part of the hobby that I love. I've been so busy getting my station to work and getting more and more frustrated by my inability to get it going that I lost track of the other side of the fence, the actual operating of the radio. So tinker and fiddle all you like, but remember, sometimes you need to lift your head up from the soldering iron and actually get on air. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima, Alpha Bravo. This is VK1WIA.
Weird and Wonderful. You want some more brownies? Now. That hit music even sounds outer spacey, doesn't it? You hear that? That whistling sound? Apollo 10 astronauts who orbited the moon two months before Neil Armstrong's famous 1969 landing heard mysterious and unexplainable music on the dark side. Because the modules were on the far side of the moon, they were out of range of earthly radio transmissions and the spooky sound has been dubbed alien moon music. Boy, that sure is weird music. Now... It's a whistling, you know, like an outer space type thing. Recently, unearthed recordings made by NASA of the journey show the astronauts reacting with surprise and confusion to an unearthly howling noise in their headsets. Is this the stuff of X-Files scripts, of movies like Frequency, or even John Grant Fuller's non-fiction work titled The Ghost of 29 Megacycles? I'd hazard a guess the radios used between the lunar module and command module we're using fairly high frequencies, but you can go lower down the dial to hear whistling noises, a kind of VLF musical radio reception using a very high-gain audio amplifier as the VLF receiver. Our own national news reporter, Felix Gary, VK4FUQ, has actually heard the ultimate shortwave listening DX, listening to the Jovian decametric emissions from the planet Jupiter, and this around 22 megahertz. Felix wrote of this back in the September 2003 issue of ESR, Electronic Science and Radio Magazine, and it's also in the web in old postings. Just try typing the words Jovian Decimetric Noise into your favourite search engine. So what did astronauts Stafford, Young and Seaman hear on the dark side of the moon? Certainly not Pink Floyd or David Bowie. Despite the conspiracy theories, the sound was likely nothing more than interference between the radios on the two different modules. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. We start this international news with notification of a silent key. Zulu Lima 2 Whiskey Papa. NZART past president silent key. Zulu Lima 2 Whiskey Papa, Bruce Douglas, passed away Saturday 13th of February. Bruce was first licensed on the 1st of April 1992. Bruce's history within NZART has been considerable. He was co-opted onto the headquarters management team in June 1999 to assist with the financial running of the association. As a well-respected trust lawyer, Bruce's vast knowledge of trust deeds and all workings of family and business trust rules and regulations was invaluable to NZART, helping them set up the Radio Science and Education Trust document that is still in place today. Bruce Sulu Lima 2 Whiskey Papa was elected as president of NZART in 2005 a position he held until June 2009, at which time he retired from council and all committees associated with his position due to ill health. Bruce continued to remain a supportive and loyal member of NZART until his passing Saturday 13th. We continue international news, and from Sydney, Australia, I'm Jason VK2LAW. 
Most of us have heard of the WSJT software suite that spawned the popularity of JT65, JT9 and other weak signal modes developed by Joe Taylor, Kilo One Juliet Tango. At World Radio Communication Conference 2012, Joe Taylor received the International Telecommunication Union Gold Medal, introduced as a radio astronomer who got there through amateur radio. But did you know K1JT is a Nobel Laureate? Dr Joe Taylor, Kilo One Juliet Tango, along with Dr Russell Hulse, won the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1993 for the discovery of a new type of pulsar, a discovery that has opened up new possibilities for the study of gravitation. More than 18,000 people applied to join NASA's 2017 astronaut class, almost three times the number of applications received in 2012 for the most recent astronaut class, and far surpassing the previous record of 8,000 in 1978. But that's just the beginning of an 18-month process that will end with the selection of 8 to 14 individuals for the opportunity to become astronaut candidates. NASA does not expect to announce its selections until mid-2017. Retiring ARRL CEO David Sumner, Kilo One Zulu Zulu, gave the keynote address at the ARRL National Convention Banquet in Orlando, Florida on February 13. And we brought highlights of that to you last week here on VK1WIA National News. Now it's available in full on YouTube. In this 33-minute speech, K1ZZ reviews not only his career at ARRL, he also uses the opportunity to express his lifelong passion for amateur radio and his hopes for its future. Electric cars shun AM radio. As an unintended consequence, two popular energy-efficient cars from BMW and Tesla are dumping AM radio due to the vehicles interfering with the passenger reception on that band. It seems that the rechargeable battery vehicles have an electric motor with a frequency converter that disrupts AM broadcasts, which can be prone to that kind of interference. However, all is not lost, with AM stations that are streamed on the internet able to be heard via the net in cars. Meantime, a team of engineers on the side of loyal listeners is trying to find a technical solution that may include cable shielding and insulating the motor. It's no secret that sometimes being a ham brings out the very best in a person. We hear now about an amateur from Spain who's been recognised for being the very best that he can be, as a ham and a humanitarian. Here's RSGB and Amateur Radio Newsline's Jeremy Boot G4NJH. In the eyes of the ARRL, Antonio Gonzalez, EA5RM, isn't just a noted DXer, but a very notable humanitarian. So when it was time for the ARRL Programs and Services Committee to recommend someone for the League's 2015 International Humanitarian Award, there was no question the panel would put Gonzalez's name in for consideration before the Board of Directors. Senor Gonzalez was originally nominated by Paul Ewing, N6PSE, President of the Intrepid DX Group. Ewing wrote this about Gonzalez. Quote, he is a devoted family man and public servant in Spain. He is a keen DXer and he regularly organises the expeditions to remote and rare places. Antonio plays for all of this travel from Spain to Bolivia. End quote. Senor Gonzalez, who has been a volunteer with Radio Amateurs Without Borders, helping them build, test and maintain solar power HF amateur radio equipment, in the remotest spots in Bolivia since 2007. 
He has also visited the Bolivian Amazon six times, supporting the introduction of medical assistance and sanitation facilities. The well-known Diexa has served as chief pilot station for the VP-8STI-VP-8SGI de-expedition to South Sandwich and South Georgia. The award is considered a recognition of a radio amateur's efforts to help the welfare of others. Upon learning he would receive the award, Senor Gonzalez was quoted simply as saying, What a surprise. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Bucci for NJH in Nottingham in the UK. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ 2016. WIA John Moyle Field Day, 1920 March 2016. The next major WIA contest, the John Moyle Field Day, aims to encourage portable operation and test emergency communication preparedness. There are a number of categories and even those for home stations. The WIA affiliated club with the highest score wins the President's Cup. To check out more, including the rules, visit wia.org.au. Harry Angel 80 metre sprint, WIA, Saturday 7th of May. 10-10 International Summer Contest, August 6 and 7. Remembrance of RD Contest, August 13 and 14. 36 Dallara Contest is on the last four weekends in August, August 27 28. Awards. Special WIA Award for Norfolk Island. To further encourage radio use on the DX in the Norfolk Island during the Wireless Institute of Australia Annual General Meeting and events in May 2016, a limited edition operating award is available. Call the Norfolk Island Award. It requires contact with stations that are only on to attend that event over a two-week period. In what is believed to be the biggest amateur radio exhibition of its kind, more than 75 radio amateurs will be part of the WA AGM events and enjoy the hospitality and tourist attractions on offer. Further participants for the AGM are welcome. The VI-9 ANZAC station will commemorate the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps ANZAC at Gallipoli, Turkey in 1915. There will be a deck station with multiple operators and transceivers, VK-9NT, QRP activity, soda visits and individual call signs taking advantage of being on the DX entity. To qualify, those on Norfolk Island need to contact 20 VK9 Norfolk Island stations while everyone else has to log 10 such stations. Each qualifying station may be worked once only on a frequency band, but if contacted on another band will also qualify. Rules for the Norfolk Island Award for contacts over the two weeks of late May and early June 2016 are on wia.org.au. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and NetAdvice. Future of the UK 5 MHz Beacons A consultation has opened on the future of the three UK 5 MHz Beacons, GB3RAL, GB3WES and GB3ORK. Back in August 2002, UK amateurs could apply to conduct experiments on specific channels at 5 MHz. From this was born the RSGB 5 MHz experiment, and as part of this activity the RSGB organised the commissioning of three beacons at 5.290 kHz. However, in recent years these have become more difficult to support due to subassembly obsolescence and other difficulties. The primary purpose of providing propagation data over sunspot cycle has been completed, and over 1.5 million records are stored in the experiment's database. RSGB recognised that there might be some interest in continuing with this beacon activity not least for operators to view the combination of current beacon reception with ionosond and X-ray data. The beacon licenses will come up for renewal in 2017, and for clarity, RSGB would support ongoing use of 5.290 kHz and not the recently agreed ITU 5.351.5 
25.366.5 kHz band. New VK5 Inwards QSL Bureau. Following the resignation of Stefan Vorka, VK5RZ is the VK5 QSL Inwards Bureau. The Amateur Radio Experimenters Group of Adelaide has volunteered to take on the role. Stefan, VK5RZ, who has stepped down for personal reasons, has done so after doing a good job for about five years, sorting and distributing cards. His knowledge and the WA aims for the Inward QSL Bureau have been passed on to the AREG president, Matt VK5ZM, who is leading the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group that has now adopted it as a club project. Anyone can read all about the WIA QSL Bureau system on the WIA website. ZV. Prefix hunters may be interested in the special event station ZV451RIO, which will be on the air until March 6th. This station celebrates the 451st anniversary of the foundation of Rio de Janeiro. QSLs go via PY1AA. 3XY. No, not that Heritage AM from the Melbourne 70 scene, but a ham station. The Italian de-expedition team is operating as 3XY1T from Los Island off the coast of Guinea in West Africa until March 4. They are there on all bands 160 metres to 6 metres on SSB, CW and RITI. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. The ABC's Catalyst program on the dangers of radiation from mobile phones and Wi-Fi certainly has faced criticism. Last week on Q News, the VK4 area local ham news, in a long-running segment called That's What I Think, How About You, Jeff Emery, well... Let's rewind to part of that segment last week. The fact that a physicist from ANSTO discussed the methods and research seemed to give credibility to the whole presentation. However, this special seemed pitched at maybe early high school students, and thus many of the explanations were poorly given and confusing. I'm sure that if you didn't know what ionising radiation was, you would not have understood by the end of the program. I'd recommend that if you miss the screening of this program, that you download or view it online from the ABC website. This is a matter of education. As the scientific advisor to the ACMA is ANSTO. Part of our learning to hold an amateur license covers the issues of field strength and safety. You should be able to make your own judgment about the program, and it might get you to refresh your own understanding. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? After the show, the program's reporter has defended the program content. The ABC's Media Watch TV program said that Dr Rodney Croft, a world expert from the Australian Centre for Electromagnetic Bioeffects Research, did not appear. He claimed Catalyst called him and did not like his answers. Media Watch says six people told how mobile phones and Wi-Fi may be dangerous and only one, the regulator, advised that the evidence is they're safe. Rather than take sides in this scientific argument, you may like to start with the Media Watch TV transcript. Now let's see what's in our own AR journal. On the cover is the Mount William VK6 RMW repeater after the recent wildfires. A story in the VK6 notes tells how it fared, with pictures by Mac McDonald VK6 M. In technical articles, Eric Heinzel VK5 HSE has a simple VFO project, 
while Peter McAdam, VK2EVB, has an easier way to build the VK3YE's noblest wonder. The final of a two-part series from Bakar to Pico Ballooning concentrates on the exploits of Andy VK3YT and his Pico space balloons. Roger Harrison VK2ZRH reviews Gipstech 2015. An inaugural IARU report column looks at how the WIA meets and funds its international work, from which we all benefit. A history is not forgotten with Don Marshall, VK4AMA, about early battery experiments, and Dean Blackman, VK3TX, on his uncle Herbert, Howbury, XOE, and later VK3HA. An editorial by Peter, VK3PF, responds with details that the Norfolk Island WIA AGM is not dearer than Perth or Darwin while the WIA President Phil Waite, VK2ASD, talks about school steam and innovations. Band plan changes, SOTA report, and lots more make it good reading. However, not only what is in the sedition will be of interest. The WIA board election candidate statements and ballot papers are enclosed. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, OC243, that's the IOTA number for the Western Australian State South Coast West Group. Andy, VK5MAV, and Craig, VK5CE, have announced via their blog and on the IOTA news from Germany of an activation of Breaksea Island, which was last activated in 2001. They'll be on the air February 29th to March 3rd, QRV, as VK5MAV-6 on CW and VK5CE-6SSB. They'll be on 40, 20, 15 and 10 metres. To get there and back, a bit of driving's involved. It'll take them five days of driving, then the trip out to the island herself. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. ILLW on track in VK. The 24 Australian registrations so far show a level of enthusiasm about the same as previous years. That has up to 70 in VK joining this annual fun event. For VK3 Lighthouses, there are nine registrations, followed by VK7 with six, including King Island. VK4 and VK5 each have three, VK6 with two, and the Westlakes Amateur Radio Club VK2 ATZ will be at Nora Head Lighthouse on the Central Coast. It's early days for the 19th annual event, with globally 150 lights listed from 25 countries. But in the weeks before the prime event in August 20th to 21st, the numbers will swell to more than 500 from 50 countries. For more information and details, check out the dedicated website, illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Groups QRP and Weak Signal Communication. Low-Key Magazine looks at the war years. The March issue of Low-Key, the journal of the VK QRP Club and the CW Operators QRP Club, contains an interesting article on amateur radio activity during World War II. The reprinted article retraces the restrictions imposed during that global conflict and the secret role of some radio amateurs. 
It was a time when amateur radio could be involved in espionage and also the skills of radio amateurs played a vital part in both defence and development. The original illustrated article appeared in the WIA journal Amateur Radio for August 2015 as part of the Anzac 100 program. The A5 size publication, Loki, is sent to all members of the VKQRP club and contains gear that you can build, some notes about operating experiences and hints then covers all modes. Worldwide special interest groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers. Schools Amateur Radio Club, a website of resources and ideas. The lunchtime activity for a few students who prefer tinkering with electronic gadgets and exploring the airwaves is proving to be a success. After trialling the activity that has proven to be a success, others are now invited to set up their own school amateur radio club. This is a neat way to introduce science and technology topics and also exercise on-air conversational skills. School principals, teachers, parents, students and the amateur radio enthusiasts are invited to participate and visit a website that provides inspiration, ideas, articles, news and activities. The website is run by Julie VK3FOWL and Joe VK3YSP. Well that's it, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. If you thought today's news was short, you've probably joined us late. So, just a quick look at the social scene, and then we really are going. March 5 in VK6, this end from the PARG secretary, it's a notification that the PARG swap meet will happen 8am till noon at Mandurah. And March 19 to 20, this note in from VK7WI, it's VK7's Meet the Voice weekend at Ross. Now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.